By the year 2010, experts are predicting that India will suffer nearly one million smoking-related deaths per year. How equipped is the hospital and healthcare system in India to deal with the breadth of smoking-related illnesses? You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and our guest today is Dr. Prabhat Jha, Professor of Health and Development and Founding Director of the Center for Global Health Research at the University of Toronto. Dr. Jha is the lead author of impactful research published on the current smoking epidemic in India. Welcome, Dr. Jha. Thank you for having me, Mark. Today we are discussing influences on soaring smoking-related mortality rates in India. Dr. Jha, has the research that you have done received significant media attention in India? It has, and one of our objectives was to make sure that the key messages from the study, you know, it's a five-year, quite intensive study, but it really boils down to just four key messages for the individual smoker in India, which we've tried to convey. What are those, sir? Well, the first is that the risk is much bigger than previously thought, that by previous estimates, smoking was not supposed to account for as many deaths or the proportion of particular diseases as we found in India. The second is that smoking kills early. 70% of the smoking deaths in our study and that are occurring nationally are at ages 30 to 69, meaning they're losing decades of good life versus non-smokers. The third is that we found even a few BDs or cigarettes per day kills. There's no such thing as a safe amount of smoking. And the fourth is that stopping smoking is highly effective. We know that from worldwide evidence, but in India, only 2% of adults report themselves as ex-smokers And most of them have quit because they've got disease. They only quit after disease. So genuine quitting in India is still very, very uncommon. Well, how did you get this information to the media? Specifically, what did you do? What we did is we had, uh, obviously, along with the press release, we had a major press conference in Delhi. We created a video, which is available on our website, which is cghr.org backslash tobacco. And that video was available in regional languages. In fact, you can find it on YouTube if you just type either my name, Prabhadja, or CGHR, Center for Global Health Research. It comes up as the video that shows in five minutes the key messages from the study. And we had that translated into regional languages of India, so it was broadcast locally. So it was a combination of those things that we deliberately did to try to make sure people and individual smokers really understood the risks, which was the objective of the study. And what about in the schools? Well, interestingly, that video that we've released has been turned into a public service announcement and is now already over in over about a thousand schools and expanding regularly. And certainly that's going to be part of the strategy. But I think the important strategy is not just to tell children don't smoke, but it's to tell adults, if you quit, you will get a lot of benefits. We know that from other studies. There's huge benefits to quitting smoking. So the strategies have to be both about getting the current 120 million smokers in India to quit, along with telling the kids that haven't started yet not to start. And how do you transmit this information to the rural population? 
Well, we have put things in the way of media messages that are on uh, radio and so forth. But I think the most important way that this information can be translated would be for the Indian government to adopt prominent warning labels on cigarette or BD packs, and just like the Canadian or the UK warning labels. These are the half the pack is composed of a warning label with a pictorial warning, and that changes over time. That's a very effective way, particularly when we find that over half the deaths from smoking in India occur in those that are illiterate. So just writing text that smoking is bad for you isn't going to be something they understand, but pictorial warnings is something that will convey those risks more meaningfully. Is the government receptive to this? Well, partially. I mean, we released the paper in mid-February, and at the end of February, the government group met to review warning labels. They didn't go fully along with what we had hoped, but they have moved to at least get pictorial warning labels and not the really scary ones, the graphic ones, but the pictorial warning labels will come in in this year. And we hope that we'll eventually transit to the graphic pictorial warnings, which have things like showing people dying of lung cancer or showing tuberculosis or impotence or all the other things that have worked very effectively in Canadian warning labels. And those are on BDs as well as the cigarettes. That is the plan, is to put it on both. Dr. Ja, how much of a limiting factor is cost in the population purchasing these tobacco products? Well, cigarettes are cheap, and BDs are cheaper in India, but BDs can cost pennies. And even for a poor person, they're marketed in a way that you can buy them at any local shop like a local vendor of milk or whatever kind of corner grocery store. And you can buy them individually often rather than buying the whole pack. Are there any taxes on BDs? There are taxes on cigarettes, which are not very high. There is effectively no tax on BDs. And that's uh, hopefully will also change. Uh, The Indian government is considering some ideas about introducing BD taxes which would be quite important. Of all the things that can reduce consumption, particularly in the illiterate population or those that don't know about the risks, taxes are highly effective. We've seen that worldwide. There's pretty good evidence. So tobacco taxation would be the thing to do in India if it's doable. Is there a type of lobbying effort by the companies that make these cigarettes and BDs to squash your media Oh, yeah, sure. And I walked into a interview on national TV, which I didn't know that there was going to be a representative of the tobacco industry. And so he was just squashing the science. But he was doing nothing differently than the U.S. tobacco industry had done a few decades ago in the U.S., right? They were right. saying this is all junk science and so forth. So we had a vigorous exchange. And I asked the news person that was chairing this debate that if you were talking about malaria, why would you ever invite a mosquito to say that they don't spread malaria? It's the same <laughs> with the tobacco industry. They're there to spread smoking. And obviously, they're going to junk the science. But that's been their strategy all along. And people shouldn't be fooled. So, How influential are these lobbying groups in India as compared to the United States? They're relatively more influential because they have the public demand for tobacco, which is considerable in the U.S. now, is not as present yet in India. 
but they are relatively more influential. But I would submit that it's just a matter of time before they are on a downward track as the U.S. industry will. They just will have to adapt to public demand for getting better tobacco control. It's just a matter of time. But the aim of our research is obviously to try to accelerate that. There's no reason India needs to wait three decades to figure out what to do about tobacco. If it did the things that Toronto or Massachusetts or California or other places are doing in five years, it could dramatically reduce the tobacco deaths that are projected. And particularly if it got current smokers to quit, it could dramatically improve health. Final question about cost. I remember when I was a little boy and my parents would buy cigarettes for 25 cents a pack. And I don't know exactly what they cost now in the United States, but they certainly are very expensive. The cost of cigarettes or BDs in India, how do they compare to the amount of money the average person in India makes? Is this considered a luxury? Is it really inexpensive to them? BDs are really inexpensive. You can get them for pennies. And uh, remember, India's on average gotten richer. BDs and cigarettes are much more affordable than they were before because incomes have gone up. They were cheap to start with, but they're becoming even more affordable. So this is of concern. Contrast that to a place like New York, you know, where tobacco taxes have been raised significantly. And now to get a, a pack of cigarettes, it costs about $8 or so which is significant. In India, still, they're quite affordable. And the tax rates are much, much lower than they are in places like New York or in Canada or in Sweden and other places. India certainly is a country of many religious people. Does religion play a role in smoking? No, it didn't. The risks are comparable in in Hindus and Muslims and in other religious groups. In fact, it doesn't matter who smokes, rural or urban or the like, but it does matter what is smoked. We found higher risks for those that smoked cigarettes versus BDs, but clearly BDs also significantly increase risk. Well, finally, considering the alarming statistics that you mentioned in your study, are the hospitals and actually the entire healthcare system in India equipped to deal with this rising rate of smoking-related illnesses and smoking-related mortality? But that's a big question is that, you know, the hospitals are already being flooded with people dying with heart attack and there's a big tuberculosis burden and cancer burdens are also showing up. So that's bound to happen as the population ages. But here we have a man-made epidemic that is basically doubling the risk of death from those conditions in middle age. You know, if it were the case that people were dying in old age, then they would have died of something else anyway, then you would perhaps have less quibble with it. But this is 70% of the smoking deaths occur in middle age, age 30 to 69. So this is going to be an enormous drain, certainly on families, thinking about a million people dying. These aren't just statistics. These are real people that are dying from preventable causes. But it's also going to have a big impact on the annual expenditures by governments. They've got to look after the poor however they show up in the hospitals. Are preparations being made for this? Not really. You know, the best preparation would be to try to get adult smokers to quit so they'd have less occurrence of disease and therefore need for clinical treatment. But there's no real preparations in terms of dealing with this at the hospital level. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Prabhat Jha. We have been discussing influences on soaring smoking-related mortality rates in India. 
I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, now featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at ReachMD.com. And thank you for listening.